you are listening to episode 165 of the FitzPro podcast, and today we are talking about a topic that I don't think will ever go away in the fitness industry, and that is, is the fitness industry saturated, full of coaches, and how do we address that if that is true, or maybe how that might be true, and how we can address that. So without further ado, let's dive in. The FitzPro Podcast is your no BS approach to seeking out truth in the world that is online health and fitness. You'll see through the lens of the trainer, the trainee, and the entrepreneur. I'm your host, Annie Miller, certified strength and conditioning specialist, entrepreneur, lover of sleep, lattes, and dinosaurs, aka not your average FitzPro. And my aim is to help you grow your mind, body, and business through knowledge and authenticity so that you too can become a FitzPro. If you happen to be here for the business side of things, I assume you are. If you are an online health and fitness coach, then make sure you go to my free on-demand workshop, Your Biz, Your Way, Three Steps to Build a Profitable Online Health and Fitness Business. The link is always in the show notes, or you can go to anniemiller.co backslash workshop dash register to sign up and take that on your own time. Again, it's free. And while you're over on the site, snag all of the free resources, downloads, things of that sort at anymiller.co slash resources. Those are freebies for trainees, trainers, and entrepreneurs. As usual, I would also like to thank Legion Athletics. They are the number one brand of all natural sports supplements in the world. They are the sponsor or prime sponsor of this podcast. If you are in the market for adding supplements, I highly recommend Legion for a few reasons. So whether you're using them to make your life easier, to get in more protein, to maybe try something new such as creatine, um, a pre-workout of some kind, optimized recovery on top of whatever all you're already doing, I suggest Legion beyond the supplements themselves being tasty and actually working. I mostly love that they are scientifically backed. That's why I decided to work with Legion over any other supplement company that um, I had reached out to and or had reached out to me. You can literally check the scientific studies and literature behind each product, not only the ingredients that they use, which is important, but also the dosages. Because when someone, anyone, a supplement company or person is claiming that something does something, there is the context of at what dosage, at what frequency, and that is what you can find through Legion. So they also have 100% naturally sweetened um, products. So there's just no extra crap. And you know that that is what I am about. If you are skeptical, they have a 100% money back guarantee and free shipping. So give them a go if you are in the market for adding supplements into your training and diet regimen. Go to buylegion.com, B-U-Y legion.com and use code Annie at checkout to save 20% off your first order. If you already love Legion, you can still use code Annie to get double Legion reward points. Since I entered the online health and fitness industry in 2014 to now, the answer to the question of is the industry saturated, talking about coaches, in the broadest sense, the answer to that has been yes and no. I will ask my favorite question, and the answer is undeniable in my opinion. If the answer is yes, the online fitness industry is oversaturated, then should you not coach? Should we just not have any other new coaches in the industry if it is oversaturated as is? Is that the solution? That is my 
favorite question to ask because I hope you can obviously see how absurd that is. Like, no, we, we, sh- of course, there is room for you, your perspective, new coaches, new passions, new ways of looking at things. You will have a slightly different approach than a coach who agrees with you on all levels, even. There is still room for you as a new coach if you are coming into this industry, if you're even one to three years into this industry and you feel like it's quote unquote oversaturated. Reflect on that question and how silly the idea would be to not add any more coaches to the industry. So if we establish that the fitness industry does have a shitload of coaches in it, because that's true, then how do you navigate that as to stand out from the noise, if you will, as some people would say? That's the goal of today's episode. If it is saturated, let's entertain the idea that there is a lot of coaches in the industry and that not a lot of them are very high quality. How can you stand out? Because though some may not be high quality, they are popular. If you take but five minutes to spend some time on Pinterest, you will see that some absolutely terrible information is very, very popular. So how can you get in front of that? How can you cut between all of the crap? That's what today's episode is about. And please know that health and fitness is also not limited to just writing workout programs and teaching people how to count macros, right? Health and fitness spans nearly anything, literally anything having to do with the human body or habit building and behavior change. That is doctors, chiropractors, physical therapists, pelvic floor health, uh, neurological therapy, and your wider scale, yes, fitness trainers or nutrition coaches, registered dietitians. It spans kettlebell specialists and yoga instructors and weightlifting coaches and running coaches. That all falls under health and fitness. Now, is every single one of those areas saturated? Probably not. I would argue I would argue no, but as a whole, yes, I do believe that the industry is saturated. I'm not a big fan of when people argue that it's not saturated because it is. There is so many quote unquote fitness trainers, fitness coaches, and people calling them the same thing as someone who may have a lot more experience and education under their belt. But I don't believe that it's saturated with, like I mentioned earlier, high quality professionals. I do not think we have a saturation of that in this industry, especially in the online space. This is also why I think that niching down and establishing your messaging and brand is so important as a coach and ideally a business owner, because we're all talking about health and fitness to some extent. What is going to set you apart from other coaches is your ability to communicate your messaging clearly to your audience. If you haven't yet downloaded my free ideal client avatar creator, be sure to do so. You can go to anniemiller.co slash ICA, the letters ICA. This is a great start if you have absolutely no idea who you're speaking to online. If you have feelings like you don't know what to post or you have trouble coming up with content, understanding your ideal client can help mitigate a lot of that. So make sure to get that download if you have not yet done so. Outside of your ideal client, your messaging also comes down to your own passions and what you actually want to speak about, what you want to create content around. That's a huge part of this. You have to enjoy what you're creating and ideally you are passionate about whatever it 
topics, you know, you decide to speak to from a brand and coaching perspective, you truly do not need to create content that you don't want to create. I want to make that so clear. I wish I could like yell that from the mountaintops. I encourage you to steer away from creating content that you don't enjoy creating. This is also where I think having some experience in person can help refine your I refer to them as gifts or passions, things that really light you up within your area of focus, within weight training. What is it that makes you special as a coach? What comes easier to you that maybe doesn't come easier to other people? And how can you capitalize that in the online space? How does that translate from in-person to online? This will likely be a part of your messaging and your niche in the online space. For instance, I was always very, very good at modifying on the spot and correcting form. I always really enjoyed program design and I knew that that didn't necessarily come easily to most of my colleagues. So after two and a half years of frolicking a bit aimlessly through the online world, especially on Instagram in health and fitness, I finally started to talk about what I wanted to talk about. And that brought about who my real ideal client was pretty organically and pretty quickly. I just want to make clear that those two things need to be married, as in an understanding of your ideal client, who you want to work with and what problems you solve, and what you are actually passionate about and what you want to speak about through your brand. What do you want to educate on? We need to marry those two things And I believe that this is what makes up what's called your niche. It's a combination of your ideal client and your passions or your area of focus. I used to use the word your expertise a lot, but I know that people don't necessarily resonate with like being an expert because let's be real, we're not experts, right? Very few people in this industry are actual experts on a topic. So yes, we want to come across as the go-to person for X, but more so because it's an area of focus and what you talk about and maybe what you're building your expertise around. But you don't necessarily have to wait until you're an expert to speak on something. I want to make that really clear. And this kind of push and pull and marriage between your ideal client and your area of focus can be a bit of a which came first, the chicken or the egg when we're talking about your messaging and your ideal client. So spending some time honing in on both of these things will undoubtedly help you gain clarity about your place in the industry and also making content creation and your ability to communicate easier to your greater audience, wherever that is. In a perfect world, that leads to more niched content, which attracts more of your ideal clients and people who interact with said content. So let's do a few little exercises. Sometimes in identifying what we are about, it can also be helpful to clearly define what we are not about. Process of elimination, if you will. What we do not want to talk about. What is not going to be a part of our offer pyramid? What is not of interest to us or our ideal client? Because making that clear can also make clear to people who come to your page, oh, okay, if she's not about that, well, that's actually what I need. So this is not the page for me, or this is at least not who I'm going to purchase from, even if I do want to follow them and find their content valuable. If you do find that you have a pretty good idea of who your ideal client is, but maybe you haven't nailed down your niche, maybe you haven't made that connection between your passion and your gifts as well as your ideal client, then check out my brand new Know Your Niche content guide. 
It is a low-priced offer for entrepreneurs who have established their ideal client but don't feel like they can quite attract them via the content that they are creating. So it's that next step past your ideal client. I will put the link in your show notes, but if you just go to anniemiller.co backslash niche, N-I-C-H-E, you can find and get that download. So you know, for instance, my ideal client is interested in macros. I have literally a negative percent, if that's even possible, interest in helping people with that. So I don't do it. And I refer out to another company uh, for my clients if they show interest to me in nutrition services. You don't have to offer something just because Sally offers something. But you do still need to be on your client's team is how I like to think of it. And ideally have or build a network um, for suggestions if they do want something that you don't necessarily offer. That's just good business either way, right? We're building trust. Business is the business of building trust and you referring them out to someone else still does that. So your next little task here is to make a list of all the things within the industry or even within your specific area of focus that you do not want to offer or create content about. You do not want it to be a part of your brand, of your messaging. We are getting specific here. Not because it's a bad thing necessarily. This does not mean it's inherently bad, but because it is not of interest to you. It's not something that you would like to provide. When we run into things that we strongly disagree with, that can actually become a part of our messaging as well. For instance, I know several coaches who talk about how there can be repercussions to certain fitness and health practices. I have no issue with that at all. I have talked about the over-sexualization, for instance, in the fitness industry before because it's something that I was passionate about. It has nothing to do with my offer necessarily, but it does have to do with how I show up on social media. I talk about it less and less nowadays, quite frankly, because I no longer see a need to verbalize it. It worked via just showing up um, how I do in the online space for years before I ever verbalized it. And I've pulled back on the verbalization of that as a personal choice. And at this point, that's kind of what I've gone back to, like I said, is just showing up how I show up as an example. Um, I don't feel it needs to take up space on my feed as I get more and more specific with what it is that I talk about. Um, On Instagram, when I say my feed, that's what I'm referring to. So make that list of things that you are not about and or do not care to have within your messaging that maybe other people have within your area of focus, but you don't want to talk about that. And again, that can even become a part of your brand. That's totally game. Then I want you to list out topics that you feel very passionately about with your area of focus, things that you enjoy or you think that you are good at, and you should take pride in that. Ideally, you have had feedback from clients, from friends, from colleagues that have told you that, that have given you some indication that you are really great at X. What are you genuinely interested in? within health and fitness, within this industry. Again, that's like a very broad term. So within your area, whatever it is that you do, strength training, running, kettlebell, um, core and pelvic floor, like I don't know what your profession is, physical therapy. Um, Where do you want to help people the most? Make a list of these 
topics. And then I want you to write out two to three brand stories. If you've never heard of a brand story, you might not know what they are yet, but they do exist as in yours exist. You have them, I assure you. I felt like I didn't have a story for a long time personally, but I did. I just hadn't realized that these particular stories are what had helped me build my brand until I sat down to do them. Two of them, you may recognize these if you have followed me on another platform. Um, Two of them on the fitness side were my back injury and my rehab process in that, that led to creating Movement 101, my one of my offers, one of my signature offers, as well as a complete revamp of the version of Built by Annie that already existed. Essentially, that injury and essentially that injury and my natural passion for movement analysis led me to let that be my focus within the world of strength and conditioning. It's not sexy. It's not what was on Instagram seven years ago, but it's what ultimately led to the success of my brand. And again, that is my niche. So That has nothing to do with my ideal client necessarily. That's my own individual passion based on my experiences within my area of focus in this field. So I hope you're seeing the difference between an ideal client and your niche. The other one of my brand stories is more on the programming side of things, which I mentioned is another passion of mine within strength and conditioning. I was my own guinea pig for over 10 years when it came to training. I've done a lot of freaking strength and hypertrophy programs, like a lot, a lot. I have the first-hand experience. I was never the strongest or had the most muscle mass, but I do have loads, loads of first-hand experience with programming and doing these programs for myself with tweaking them, with seeing what they feel like, with pairing different ones together. I don't think that has to happen for you to be good at programming, but it allowed me to create what is Built by Annie and now my pure programming course. There were gaps in the industry that my ideal client needed filling, and I could do that via my passions and my experiences. Ideal client plus passions and experiences gives you that niche. So essentially, I am asking you why you do what you do, the way that you do it within this industry. What led to your coaching philosophy? What led to the way that you approach whatever it is that you do? That's where you're likely going to find your brand story. And again, you're probably going to have at least one to three of those. So spend some time journaling about your philosophy within health and fitness. It's okay if you don't have a crystal clear story yet, but I think that if you do want to stand out in an industry that I do consider to be saturated, leveraging your own story is going to be a huge part of that because no one else has that. Nobody else has your exact experiences and passions and the combination of those, but people will relate to the story on some level if you're willing to share it. And that in and of itself will set you apart. When I entered the health and fitness space, I believed that I had to focus on weight loss before and after pictures, and have some big transformation story. I thought I personally had to have that because that's all I saw. But that isn't true. I didn't need that. I've The fact is I have always been active. When I say always, I mean like since I can remember being three years old, I have literally 
always been active. I've never had to lose weight. My goal has always been to put on more muscle mass. That's always been my goal. That doesn't mean that I am unqualified to be a fitness coach. I can acknowledge those things when working with clients. I can still have compassion and sympathy and to be honest about never having had those experiences myself. But I also never wanted to focus on weight loss as a coach because my passion has been getting people to lift weights, to lift weights really well, to be invested in that process, to be invested in learning and to enjoy it. That's my passion. I don't think weight loss is a bad thing. I don't think fat loss is a bad thing at all. I think that there are real health implications that come with both obesity and lacking muscle mass. It's just never something I personally wanted to focus on as a coach. I only mention these personal experiences because I hope to maybe paint a picture of how important it is to know yourself your own passions, and who you want to help in order to establish your spot in this industry and to quote unquote stand out, right, to rise above the noise in a saturated industry. It all comes down to clarity about you, your ideal client, and your niche. The other thing I'll say is create content for a long time and you'll find out. Be consistent with content creation, practice your messaging, practice how you show up, And you will naturally refine this and feel more confident through feedback and content within your programs. So please do not let the idea of this industry being saturated stop you from sharing or even discovering whatever it is that you have to share because it is valuable and it is needed and someone will likely relate to you over someone else. So let's not strip those people of the opportunity to hear our story and to learn from whatever it is that we have to offer. Alrighty, that is all I have for you today. Again, check out my free Ideal Client Avatar Creator if you have not done that yet. If that's where you need to start, start there. If you feel like you already have an idea of who your Ideal Client is, but maybe you need to niche down further or get clarity around your niche, then check out my new Know Your Niche content guide. You can find that at anniemiller.co slash niche. Again, that is a very, very low-priced offer for you to take that next step past your Ideal Client avatar. Finally, if you love this episode, please head over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. Give the show five stars. Leave a written review. You guys are so kind for the words that you have already left over the years. Um, If you are not yet on my main mailing list, make sure that you are. There are podcast listener discounts at the bottom of every weekly email on several of my offers. You can subscribe to that at anniemiller.co slash news. Until next time, I am Annie Miller and thank you so much for tuning into the Fitz Pro Podcast. Podcast.